I think I was being a little bit too quiet, so I'll just uh, ramp up my voice. It's Andy Lee, and hope that that works all right. It's, I, it's voice cancellation, not noise. Yeah, there's this distortion or something. Uh, right, well, how about? Is that okay? Bearable, yeah. Bearable. Uh, at least one can take over from me if mine's shitty. Um, I'm gonna drop the, the progress updates in the chat. Um, I'll read those out. These haven't changed in terms of what we're working on. I don't think Mark is with us at the moment. He's not. So I'll do a video update. Um, we have pushed to the release back to ideally next week or the week after for the testing. It is ready to go. Um, but Mark would prefer, Mark and Caleb would prefer additional testing given a secret escalation. Yeah, we're running the tests uh, yep. as we speak. Should uh, finish up this week on escrow liquidation. Yeah. So it is ready to go if the market does something unexpected, but uh, we'd prefer more possible. Second audit integration. 268 curve integration. And Mark's charging ahead to the seven, which is the, the migration from Elder. Can, can you try disconnecting and reconnecting? I don't know if it's just me, but I can hear one word and then skip a word. Yeah, that's that's how it is. Okay. Um, do you want to jump in, uh, Noah? Are you around to do Vitra? I'll see if I can fix my audio in the meantime. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I think the, the sort of headline is that, um, we're essentially like feature complete for what we want to, um, roll out V3 with. So, um, yeah, that's good news. There's still quite a bit of work to do, but I think we have the whole thing, at least like a prototype of the whole thing in place. So, um, yeah, auditors, uh, gave us some feedback on 301 that's getting implemented. They're starting to look at 302 and 303. I know that still needs to go through governance, but, we think getting their feedback will also help us button up the uh, the proposal and the plan there. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, getting getting the um, getting all of the sort of system protocol design stuff finalized and um, starting to migrate the staking side of the protocol over to V3 is the next milestone, and um, we're still optimistic that we can have that underway by the end of the year. I'm ha happy to go into more detail, but I think that sort of gets the main point across. No questions for Noah? None here, thanks. All right, I'm hoping I mean my audio is better, but please, I think that's not the case. I mean, it was Absolutely. fine now, yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> I've changed it. I'll move on to... Actually, I'll just wrap up the 2x. Um, 272, uh, last week is what well, to be the final change for 
to actually horror code freeze. So, so you know, liquidity, 272. I'm changed before this. Chat's quiet. Some good questions. Something about Quenta, so I'm going to keep rolling. First of all, happy to say that the re-architecture is in view. The first couple of features have been um, and this fifth is in draft. We've had a first conversation with Ta about the scope and, and timing, um, and we'll continue to work with them so that perhaps V2 won't be too much of a surprise. That'll be coming fairly soon. And then perhaps V3 will be special features that we launch on, on Synthetics V3 um, towards the end of the year or early next year. On the Gov side of things, we can the ambassador seat count change from three to five, um, and I think two seventy eight is underway. To it's allow implemented voting. Oh, it's there. Great, thanks, Alec. Oh, so anyone can nominate now, right? Yeah, yeah. It's I, I just finished the deployment uh, before I joined the call. Sure, and it works also in the UI, right? Uh, yeah. Nice. It, it should. All right, cool. Thanks. Running last chunks of work in, in progress. They can be two. Um, works continuing. Really good. And if anyone's okay, they might poke around the current side to see there's some, uh, some hidden features that are being that are already live. Uh, lots of reusable components, um, future proof for V3, um, and getting fast in terms of performance. So really happy with how the staking um, team is is building on that. And lastly, I'm totally fixing up the uh, V3 can integration um, and moving to some of our infrastructure tenderly. So I think that is probably enough detail for the working process. Any specific questions? Assuming my audio is still working well? <laughs> Relatively well. But just curious if you can elaborate on, you know, when you say final V2X change, like what's the the meaning of, of final in which context? <laughs> just find final, it a bit curious. Yeah. yeah, final in the sense that we obviously do maintenance and fixes as required, but major feature changes um, would ideally, after the freeze, be implemented in V3. So 272 uh, would be that last major feature change, um, preferably. Uh, I suppose the debate would be anything that's proposed to, to be implemented. The question would be, can it wait for V3? And the main motivation behind that is that V3 should make uh, the surface area um, anything that we want to implement. Doing doing it in V3 should be more secure and you know less less prone to issues and um, maintenance overhead if we can do it in V3. So I mean maybe Ale can add some additional perspective to that um, when we say final. Obviously that's a a suggestion and a, a discussion rather than a decision we're making, but 
that would be the request. Yeah, it makes sense, and, and that's how I got it. Um, just curious uh, about, well, I guess two things. One is timelines. From what I got, we are planning V3 rollout hopefully towards end of year. So we are one to three months away from that. So what, like those three months, is that only those, like, you know, air quotes, only those SIPs or what are we basically doing the, the three months while we await, await the V3 rollout? Or is it like a phased rollout where there will be, I don't know, like bits and pieces of V3 rolled out over time before the, the final switch to I V3? I think we'll have, we'll have yeah. futures by then. Yeah, you know, so the Perps V2 will be the other big milestone between now and then. Uh, and then ideally we shift as much effort, as, as much focus and brain power we can to the migration. Um, and B3. All right. Um, so perps are not related to V3 per se, or I guess it, it comes, you know, back to the, to the question which I've asked before is how is V3 being rolled out? Because I assume not all parts of the system will be rolled out at once. It's probably not possible to do it like that. Like, I don't know, but yeah. So when, when you say V3, is that Staking governance or or all SIBs that are currently there, and what's let's let's phrase it differently. What's not part of of V3? What doesn't change is perps that like part that doesn't change. Are atomic swaps part that doesn't change with V3? Does that question make any sense? Yeah, maybe. No, do you want to add some uh, add some color to the migration? How are you thinking about it? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so basically. Like the first phase of the migration, at least as we've proposed, is that we can roll out just sort of the staking side of V3 and then have that plug into uh, V2X. So V2X uh, sort of sees the V3 system as one big staker that we can move people into. So in that way, like all of the external integrations are uninterrupted. Um, Perps V2 can launch in the meantime, um, and that can continue moving after we, we do that initial migration. Um, yeah, so that, that's like that's the general plan. And then once we have that system, in, in addition to having it backing V2X, it can back new perps markets, new spot markets, whatever else. And we can have like a new um, we, we can come up with a sort of migration plan on a per asset basis sort of beginning of next year. But that, when we're talking about the V3 migration, that's that's uh, essentially what we're talking about. So how does the. How, how do you plug in V2, V3 to V2X if they'll be having different tokens to deal with? Like, from what I read, it would be, uh, Synax USD instead of SUSD. And yeah, so we, we have this outlined in SIP 306. Um, and I know that like having two stable coins is a point of contention and something we should discuss further. But, but the, the, at the core of it, um, having two stable coins allows us to have this progressive migration where we can have debt being issued from V3, which is denominated in a different token than the debt issued by V2. But once they're connected, you'll be able to just migrate um, stable coins from V2 to V3 one-to-one. So, oh, Daniel, yeah. I don't know if that was enough um, info. It helps. I mean, enough. Like, in, it's obviously not something I'll, I'll figure out just by 
asking for for a too long didn't read here but yeah it's it's a very complex uh, migration and it does sound like you guys have pretty good grasp over how it will go i'm very excited about it and just since we touched on it and and as i sorry Kev, were you done with like the the rundown uh, and open for other questions or should i throw back to you and, and then ask no very much i mean we're we're done with the work in progress so very much happy to turn around i know there are some topics but go for it Sure. Um, well, if someone has a, a more, let's say, bigger priority topic, feel free to, to jump, uh, in. But my, my question was regarding atomic swaps, you know, how, how are we doing there? Um, volume wise, we, we reduced the volume significantly for the merge. I don't know if we brought it back. I can't really recall or I'm just not fully up to date as to you know, what's the latest on atomic swaps. And the work on, on the SIPs for, let's say, improving the atomic swaps. So just curious if there are some, yeah, some, some brief there. And Caleb, I see you unmuted. So <laughs> go, go ahead. Yeah. From atomic swap perspective, I believe, um, implementation is mostly ready to go to audit for the direct integration. And, uh, after that, we'll have the, uh, the other contract re- related to curve so that um, folks can swap uh, with the direct integration. So it's progressing well, I believe. From today till two weeks' time, we'll have $100 million at one atomic volume uh, back. Um, wow. <laughs> but, That's pretty optimistic coming from you. <laughs> no, no. It, it, I mean, you know, based on experience. It's a fact. When you have, uh, when you have, uh, uh, the, the 30 basis point pool hooked up and you have like 30 basis point fees or 25 basis point fees, you'll have, you'll have $100 million worth of volume per day. So it's a fact. Uh, nice. Maybe with volatility, it goes beyond that, you know. So, um, yeah. Today, to two weeks' time, we'll have that. We're already speaking to uh, uh, one inch about uh, the potential integration. And now, uh, separately, we... go ahead. Yeah. Are we keeping the the cap loan? I, I'm just recalling that before the merge, I think Afif proposed to reduce the cap. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Like to 100k. Yeah, yeah, are we still there and are we only yeah, so, reverting so, that or yeah, bring it back up when, when these SIPs are ready? Go ahead. Sure, sure. So with direct integration, you could uh, assign a max atomic uh, volume per block per integration. So what we'll be doing is we'll be saying, okay, if you go through curve, $3 million, $5 million per block. If you do through not curve like the normal one, we'll have to decide between fees and volume. I'm not too comfortable with um, uh, like uh, having too much volume without incorporating slippage. So if we have to I'm... 72, you know, then I can like kind of do magic with fees lower than enough that <laughs> yeah but but unless you know like that, that's the problem you know that the prices move quickly and when prices move quickly you have like latency attacks and so you have to like push prices up uh, fees I mean 
to the point where you cover the highest possible volatility. Um, not the highest possible max, max. I mean the the normal max, like eighty percent. If we if we do curve, like I, I'm yeah, just wondering how, how much. Incorporate slippage. Yeah, but like slippage. yeah, I mean, uh, how much volume do you expect to oh, exist uh, or to make sense the, besides curve? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Most of the initial volume, you know, that we had, where we had like one billion dollars per month. It was going flowing through curve as well. So it was one win for us curve and one inch. And yes. so, so yeah, I think when we have direct integration with curve, we can do three, five million dollars per block and see what happens. It's fine. And nice. we could like assign the, the, the volume per integration. And maybe one day we'll have like protocols bribing us to Allow them to integrate, you know. I don't know. But. <laughs> well, where is Caleb and what did you do with him? Who's this bullish guy here? I'm not, I'm not bribing the stakers, not me, you know, not me specifically. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, and j- just something I've been kind of processing ever, ever since Atomic Swaps started, but I've never got to asking it. And it's about, I kind of assume Atomic Swaps and how much we can, how much. Like liquidity we can offer obviously depends on the liquidity of sins in curve mostly. But I kind of assume that keeps dropping like generally because the total market cap of all sins is dropping significantly, you know, due to the SNX price momentum. And then secondly, maybe because a lot of it is presumably moving to optimism. So how does that affect the whole atomic swaps and should we be looking into, you know, increasing sync liquidity? In whatever that, ways, I mean, wrappers well, are kind the, of excluded. Yeah, go ahead. That's the million dollar question, you know. So, how do you like uh, scale with uh, decentralized money that's not uh, tied to a uh, traditional financial system? So, basically, Afif, I'm muted, thankfully. Go ahead, Afif. I was just going to say, like, there's, like, how do we scale really far from here? It's, like, a different question. If we work with Curve to bring the admin fees down a bit and get the amplification factors higher, we could still – it could still be very, very valuable, even with not a huge amount of liquidity in Curve. It can still be extremely useful. Uh, So, like, there's the question of, like, how do we scale to, like, 10 or 100 times more since than we have now? And then there's a the question of how do we make sure the curve integration is still useful? And even with like 10 to 20 million dollars in the, in the, in each pool basically of since, uh, it can still be extremely useful. And is it, is it like linear thing? Is it 10x more useful if you have 10x the liquidity in terms of, of fees and, and everything? Yeah, but it also gets like 10x more risky for the debt pool. Like we, I think like it's actually a pretty appropriate amount if we have like 10 or 20 million based on the size of the SNX debt pool now. Um, with like pretty high amplification factors, I think that would be really useful and also not, not like super, uh, you know, you don't want to lever up the debt pool, obviously, right? Um, so, but Curve has some good risk management properties, but like, yeah, like 10 or 100x would be. 10 or 100x more useful, but maybe not all in curve, then we'd probably be offering more liquidity than anywhere, which is 
like even like total everywhere, which is not necessarily what we want to do. Yeah, there was also this um, the set related to uh, um, the one that allows us to scale safely with uh, futures. Uh, that would, uh, so from what I understand, uh, is postponed, right? Till we have like a futures uh, uh, v2. Yeah. So once we have like a better picture of the Perse V2 timeline with the with the resource like reorganization, um, and given like what we had, you know, we had other you know remaining V2X folks on direct integrations, and then a bunch of other people in V3, and then like this newly formed Perp squad, we kind of figured it just made sense to build, and it would work a lot better on Perp V2 anyway. So the current plan is to build it on Perp V2 with like the people who are working on perps like the perp squad will just move to that after they finish perps v2 but <clears throat> it could end up just happening in v3 like if the v3 timelines are coming along really well but it, it, like we, we still want it like to be as fast as possible so we're it's obviously a balance of like it'll be easier to build in v3 but we don't want to delay it too much so we'll kind of just have to see if that ends up happening but yeah, the plan was to just build it on Perps feature. That was the latest version of the plan. And if I may just go back to the liquidity and curve, just uh, it's I find it really helpful to to maybe finally wrap my head around these things. Um, when you say twenty thirty million in curve, um, does that need to be split? Like in a certain way across SUSD, SBTC, SEAT pools, or like, yeah, does it matter, or can you have for it to be functional, or can you have it all in just SUSD? Like, how does that work in specifics? Do we need more scenes to be paired against, you know, actual tokens? Just curious about all that. Yeah, so like when you look at on-chain volume, it's uh, I think like. ETH is 5 to 10x more than, than, than BTC. So I think probably you would want most like 10 to 20 in USD, 10 to 20 in, in SETH, and then maybe like three or four or something, if that, in SBTC. Um, one thing we, like once we have the curve direct integration, we want to really like work with the curve community to get the parameters just right. So we would probably want like, the like the, the curve amplification standardized across the pools because it, it creates a more like, homogenous behavior like if you if you if you if they have the same amount of liquidity and you depeg one by a certain amount we want the depeg to be like basically symmetric in the other pool that you're going to at least between usd and nse so um i think basically like it, it would be good if it was the same amount uh, but i think like after we have the after it's like live like we we could always just like tinker with the rewards a little bit or incentives to balance out the pools um, but that, that's where I think something like 272 is a helpful, like, higher order optimization tool because, uh, we could, like, if one pool has too much liquidity, like, we could have an SCCP to kind of lower, like, increase the slippage on that pool. And we want to always try to balance it. So basically there's like, it's like the same, same liquidity and all the, the same effective liquidity going through all the pools. That. Thanks for elaborating on that. And does it make sense to add other scenes? I think there was S-Link there for some time. Like, are there paths or, or huge trades where if we had scenes against Link or 
the whatever else could be placed in in curve. So anything ERC twenty, I guess. Would that also again have the stables are, will be there, of course, the stables. Yeah, all um, the forex, right? Yeah, Bitcoin ETH and the stables. To be honest, then it's just ETH. ETH is the yeah, most, it's mostly uh, stables, right? Yeah, stables. like don't bother with the rest. You know, you'll get a yeah, hundred million dollars with ETH alone. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think even we could do an atomic exchange for for even Link. I, I don't think the Uniswap liquidity is particularly good. What about gold? I I think you know at one point we were looking to to get a larger amount of exposure to gold, just you know, in terms of managing treasury. But the liquidity was awful all across. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel we talked so many times about promoting gold as a synth. We never really, it never really took off. Yeah, it was there. I, I, yeah, I don't remember anybody. So you mean could we have like atomic exchanges for gold and yeah, like that someone, would... yeah, like someone just increasing our synthetic gold liquidity, and if someone wants to buy like ten million worth of gold, like it's impossible to get that amount on chain without like fifty percent slippage. Or even more. So just wondering if there's a match there, like in terms of product fit. Yeah, I mean, I think we probably have a better chance of being able to do that in perps, but I guess it's not the same kind of thing. But I, it probably like 10 million, like you can do that now. Uh, or, or, or I guess, do we not have gold on L1 anymore? I, I don't remember. Um, I think we don't. And, and you know, that one fundamental reason why that doesn't have a interest rates. No, but what I mean is someone, yeah, I mean someone without even knowing anything about synthetics because that's what Atomic Swaps is about. Like someone wants to go from USDC to PAX Gold, right? And if we would have huge liquidity uh, as gold against, you know, PAX Gold, I think that would route through us and get us fees. So that's the thinking here. Yeah, I mean, it, it would be nice, but like, as far as I know, even Pax Gold doesn't really have that much. Like, it wouldn't, it probably wouldn't move the needle that much on volume. I wouldn't guess, but I don't really know. Yeah, just, just from like uh, not having a unit swap, uh, deep unit swap pool, so we'd have to rely on chain link. So the fees would be kind of rugged. All right, I've taken enough time with this. Definitely appreciate take, you, know, you guys taking the time to answer. Yeah, of course. Yeah, do you want to uh, proceed? There's uh, other matters probably to bring up. Yep. Happy to proceed with anything else, inflation or other topics to discuss. C ratio, anything? <laughs> it's the usual topics. <laughs> <laughs> Looking good at 350, gotta say. I didn't yeah. need to burn, yeah, me too. Well, I guess that's it. Um, we don't have like many important topics and we're near the end of the month. We'll have one, one council meeting, hopefully. And, um, from what I understand, uh, content is, uh, supposed to propose a uh, new parameter updates, uh, Monday. 
Um, of course, uh, I don't know if, um, if, if they'll be different from what they previously proposed and we shut them down. So let's take it there till next week. Sure. I'm just going to say it since it crossed my mind, but next week is the SmartCon, so I, I won't be able to join. I assume Kane won't be as well, so just, you know, heads up for the next weekly meeting. We can change the schedule if you want. Very particular, like, unless I'm on stage, like, I usually try and, I mean, you know, mainnet's on right now. Um <laughs> so, uh, but I am I am actually uh, headed to, um, to uh, meet some of the ecosystem uh, projects now. So um, I was going to jump off in like 15 minutes, but if we're finishing early, then it doesn't matter. Uh, but yeah, I, I I should be able to make it next week. I think it'll be fine. Sounds like we're ready to wrap up. Thanks, I'd, I'd, inject some, I'd inject some bullish hopium, but uh, Caleb's already uh, done the job. So um, <laughs> yeah, I'm a little, uh, I'm a little taken aback. I don't know, I don't know what to say. Um, thanks like I've, I, we've 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 done it a few times, you know. Like if you remember when he started with atomic swaps, we no, started with uh, hundred million dollars per day, yep. and then we changed the the parameter to the five base point you know swap pool. Volume dropped to like 10 million, and then like people started coming to Discord and saying, Why are you fucking with the parameters? <laughs> Good question. And, then, and then we changed it back to 30 base points, and like went back to 100, and then we changed it back to five. <laughs> so, so we have we had it like a f- five times, you know, like back and forth, back and forth. So, I'm pretty, I'm pretty convinced that. With the parameter changes, we will get a lot of fun. Let's hope so. Looking forward to it. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, everyone. See you next week. Bye.